Good afternoon, everyone. It took 15 tries for Kevin McCarthy to become the Speaker of the House, and it only took one for him to be unelected as the Speaker. He was removed yesterday. We'll have details in national news. In the other headlines on the update this Wednesday, one of the neighbors who witnessed nine-year-old Charlotte Senna being rescued upstate is is describing the scene as being right out of a movie of love latest details. A federal judge here in New York has dismissed a lawsuit that's accused McDonald's and Wendy's of misleading consumers with ads that show bigger and juicier burgers than their restaurants actually serve. Royce Lewis got the twins off the schneid, hitting homers in each of his first two at-bats to carry the twins to a 3-1 win over the Jays in the opener of the AL wildcard series. It ended the Twins' record 18-game postseason losing streak. And a 104-year-old Chicago woman is hoping to be certified as the oldest person to ever skydive after making a tandem jump from 13,500 feet in northern Illinois, proving, of course, that you are never too old to learn. This is the update Wednesday, October the 4th, 2023. Celebrating six years of telling New York stories. From the Tommy Lynn stage at the Urban Dove Charter School in Brooklyn, New York, Broadcasting across the nation and around the world. This is the update with Brandon Julian. A three-time winner of the Kingsborough Community College Gold Student Service Award. It's everything that you need to know because anything can happen in New York. Greetings and salutations to you all folks, every last one of you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the update on a Tuesday. Not a Tuesday. <laughs> a Wednesday. There we go. <laughs> on a Wednesday. Happy hump day to all of you out there. First hump day in the month of uh, October for us around here. You know, folks, this has been a very weird weather time. Because I'm sure I keep bringing it up. You remember that not that long ago, it's basically a monsoon outside. That's not actually my words. That's what my uh, <laughs> my supervisor's supervisor said earlier today. But, <laughs> you know, the rain it does make a comeback. But for now... The rain does make a comeback, but for now, of course, we just have to deal with the, uh, the rain that will be coming for Friday and mostly Saturday, but by Sunday, it should be drying out ever so nicely. By the way, I'm pretty sure uh, by the time you were listening to this podcast, we uh, advised you yesterday that the emergency alert system, the national test day, is going to be over 
and Dunwo. Do you see that? Uh, wasn't that harmful and painless? It might have been a bit chaotic with everybody's phones going off at the exact same time. But you know, we only do this just to make sure, like I said, yet heaven forbid, there was ever an actual emergency, we can get through this very calmly and collectively. I'm Brandon Julian. Of course, folks, we appreciate you so much for being here, wherever you may be, and however, of course, personally, that you may be listening to us. Lots of news, of course, to catch you up on. We're going to begin this Wednesday's proceedings up north in Moreau, where we continue to learn new details about the nine-year-old that was rescued upstate. That neighbor who witnessed Charlotte Senna being rescued is describing the scene as right out of a movie. Carol Brown says her first thought was that it was possibly a drug bust. Instead, officials had traced a ransom note fingerprint to the suspected kidnappers' camper. Charlotte's discovery Monday ended a two-day search after she disappeared during a family camping trip. 46-year-old Craig Nelson Ross Jr., of course, was arrested Monday. He was charged and arraigned overnight on a charge of first-degree kidnapping and was held without bail. Um... A message seeking comment was left with the Saratoga County Public Defender's Office, which represented Ross at his arraignment. Now, on to some of the other news of this Wednesday. And uh, we all know that if you've ever seen a fast food ad, that they are not exactly realistic, per se. And now a federal judge here in New York has dismissed a lawsuit that accused McDonald's and Wendy's of misrepresent, misleading, I should say, consumers, with ads that show bigger, juicier burgers than their restaurants actually serve. In an opinion that was released over the weekend, U.S. District Judge Hector Gonzalez said that the images on the company's website note the weight of the meat and the calories that each burger contains. Gonzalez also said that the plaintiff failed to prove that a reasonable customer would be misled by these ads. The lawsuit was one of several false advertising lawsuits that have been filed recently against the fast food companies. Back in August, a federal judge in Florida allowed a similar suit against Burger King to actually proceed. Well, we all know, of course, that it's not exactly one of the major food groups. A bagel and a schmear made of felt might satisfy your appetite for the fine arts. Felt's Bagels is the latest installation from British artist Lucy Sparrow. Opening on Tuesday, uh, it uses approximately 30,000 pieces of felt to recreate the look and feel of the authentic Jewish bagel shops that have been prominent around the Lower East Side of Manhattan. It'll run through this month of October. This isn't Sparrow's first foray into converting New York institutions into felt. She previously had tackled a 1980s bodega in 8 Till Late and a delicatessen with, uh, I should say, with Lucy's on 6th.
At the trial of Sam Bankman Freed, his trial, of course, on those charges that he defrauded thousands of customers and investors in his, in his FTX digital coin exchange, began with a full day of jury selection. The jury was to be seated today before the opening statements began. Yesterday, a prosecutor revealed that the 31-year-old crypto executive was not offered any plea deals, and there were no discussions about a possible plea since his arrest back in December. This trial is expected to last up to six weeks. Prosecutors say that Bankman Freed cheated FTX exchange customers by illegally diverting massive sums of their money for his personal use, including making risky trades at his cryptocurrency hedge fund. Bankman Freed says that he has no criminal intent. Meanwhile, we're going to go up north to Lake Placid, where we told you yesterday about how former NFL tight end Russell Francis, another man, uh, crashed and was gotten a plane crash, I should say, and was killed. We're learning new details about it now, apparently from federal investigators. That investigator said that the small plane crash uh, occurred after the engine apparently lost power. Francis was only 70 years old. He and 63-year-old, of course, Richard McSpadden, had just taken off from the Lake Placid Airport on Sunday afternoon in a single-engine Cessna 177 when the plane encountered trouble. NTSB investigator Todd Gunther said at a briefing yesterday that the plane's engine had apparently lost power. Francis was a three-time Pro Bowl selection with the Patriots who won a Super Bowl with the 1984 uh, 49ers. In other news, a uh, judge has now imposed a limited gag order with a very stern warning after the former president disparaged a key court staffer during his civil business fraud trial. Judge Arthur Engeron issued the order yesterday. The order pertaining to all court staff came after Trump recirculated a social media post assailing Engeron's principal law clerk. Trump deleted the post after the judge called him and all of the lawyers into a closed-door session. And finally, we're going to go up to the state capitol in Albany. With the mayor of this city, of course, Eric Adams, he says that he's going to be traveling down to Latin America to discourage people from seeking asylum in the city as we continue, of course, to struggle with the massive influx of migrants. The mayor detailed the trip in a news conference yesterday. He says that he wants to give an honest assessment of the situation and tell people in the region that the city's shelter system has been overwhelmed and is at capacity. Adams has made a series of urgent pleas, of course, for a shift in federal immigration policy and for funding to help the city manage the arrival of these migrants. Now, folks, when we return, uh, well, actually, no, that's not what I say. <laughs> Time for us to step aside momentarily. That's what I say. <laughs> when we return on the update this Wednesday, we have a few important messages to tell you. From the MTA, 
going to talk some sports and how the Twins got off the schneid in the American League Wild Card Series. It's their first win since October of 2004. That's a very long time. The new iPhone 15 Pro and the Pro Max are hot property, we all know. And I do mean, in this case, hot property quite uh, literally. <laughs> we'll tell you what the issues are. And later, we're going to talk together, of course, the latest national news. It was history in Washington, as the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, is now the former Speaker. He was voted out of a job in an extraordinary showdown of first in U.S. history. Going to talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course, when the update of Brandon Julian on another beautiful day. We're ranking a perfect 10 out of 10 <laughs> when the update of Brandon Julian returns in just a moment. From New York, the V stands for value. This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by End Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. From New York, only a rental and only $5 a day. This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for Traffic and Weather Together. Beginning August 28th through the first half of 2024, F trains will run on the E-line at all times in both directions between Rockefeller Center and Jackson Heights Roosevelt Avenue because of track replacement along the 63rd Street line. On weekdays, M trains will not run between Rockefeller Center and Forest Hills 71st Avenue. M-trains will run between 57th Street on the F-Line and Metropolitan Avenue. A special F-shuttle train will run every 20 minutes between Lexington Avenue, 63rd Street, and 21st Street, Queensbridge, stopping at Roosevelt Island. 
the shuttle train will not run overnight. Free shuttle buses will run between 21st Street Queensbridge and Queens Plaza on days and evenings, and between Roosevelt Island, 21st Street Queensbridge, and Queens Plaza overnight. Beginning June 26th at approximately 6.15 a.m. through the remainder of 2023, seven express trains will run only between 74th Street, Broadway, and Flushing Main Street in both directions because of station enhancement work and escalator replacement. During rush hours, seven express trains will make all local stops between 74th Street, Broadway, and 34th Street, Hudson Yards. Beginning Monday, February 27th, the passageway connecting the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue is closed because of accessibility improvements. If you normally transfer between the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue, you still will be able to for free via an out-of-system walking transfer between 6th and 7th Avenue. The New York City Police Department would like to remind you to keep your belongings in sight and to stay aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious in the station or on the train, tell a police officer or an MTA employee. MTA crews are here to help us get around. Let's treat them with respect. Assaulting a New York City Transit employee is a felony, punishable by up to seven years in prison. The fare on local, limited, and select bus service is $2.90, with the exception of the BX-18A, BX-18B, B60, M116, Q4, Q4 Limited, S46, and S96 Limited, starting September 24th. Transfers must be requested upon payment of the cash fare. For the S-79 select bus service, pay your fare on board the bus. For all other select bus service routes, pay at the kiosk outside and hold your ticket for the duration of your trip for possible inspection. The fare on express buses is $7. Coins are not accepted as a payment on express buses. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. So, while we wait for hockey season and uh, basketball season to start up, there are some other things to talk about, including uh, the wild card series. Uh, the Twins and the Blue Jays going at it in Minneapolis. Uh, Royce Lewis hit home runs in each of his first two at-bats. To help carry the Twins to a 3-1 win over the Blue Jays in the opener of their wildcard series. That win ended the Twins' record 18-game postseason losing streak. Lewis had a two-run shot off of Kevin Gosman to left in the first, and then he went deep to right leading off the third. 
becoming the third player in history to homer in each of his first first two career postseason plate appearances. The Twins last won a game in the playoffs back on October 5th, back in 2004. So yeah, that's a really long time from now. And we've learned, sadly, that Joe Christopher, an outfielder on the 1962 expansion Nets, died yesterday in Edgewood, Maryland. He was 87 years old. The Mets said that he died at his home where he was receiving hospice care. Christopher made his big league debut with the Pirates in 1958 and appeared in three games in the 1960 World Series. He was selected by the Mets in the 62 expansion draft. He spent four seasons with New York, was traded to the Red Sox, and spent a final season with them in 1966. Uh, Christopher had a 260 career batting average with 29 homers and 173 runs batted in. Of course, will be deeply missed. Now, folks, when we return on the update this Wednesday, uh, the iPhone 15, the new one from Apple, you know, we've all heard of it, or maybe you bought it if you're one of those people that bought those Apple products. <laughs> the iPhone 15 Pro and the Pro Max, they are a hot property. And I do mean, <laughs> I do mean actually quite literally, we'll explain. And later, we'll talk together, of course, the latest national news. In Baltimore, police there say that multiple people have been shot at Morgan State University. Going to talk about this, folks, and a lot more too, of course. But first, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to inform you about the following. Where does the time go? I personally really hope I didn't write that line. <laughs> well, it turns out maybe I actually did. Time continues to move forward, but looking back on the past is always important. It's how we grow as people. Plus, of course, you always have those times when you're like, Oh yeah, I remember that from way back when. Well, that's what we have for you on the update every weekend. And on the select periods, too. Uh, my producers look for any excuse to hold a party, and that's what we have for you, digging into our archives every weekend, playing you the best episodes from our previous years of The Update. And every once in a while, we cram the best of an entire year of The Update into one episode for your listening convenience. And if you don't know we're having a party, you will after you hear this soundbite declaring that we're having a big party. <laughs> So every weekend, listen to the archives of the update to see what you remember from when that episode aired. And of course, be on the lookout for the best of particular years of the update every so often. Keep listening on the weekends and every now and again, because it'll be a party that you personally will never forget. Unless, of course, you can't actually remember it from, you know, the night before. <laughs> Now, the update of Brain and Joy, it'll be right back after, of course, these messages. And uh, my producers actually left some uh, gifts for me under the sofa behind the set. How nice of them, actually. Excuse me. Brandon and Julian. 
You know, every day, folks, in this studio, while I give the news to you, I ponder sometimes the questions of the universe that many people wonder and want answers to. Like, for example, why can't I wear white after Labor Day? I bet you never thought of that one, huh? This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third-generation race car driver, and we dedicate a lot of our time to going as fast as possible. My grandpa Lou is the reason why my dad and I started racing, and I'm really proud to follow on his tracks. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. I've learned a lot on this journey with my grandpa Lou, and the memories of my grandpa will always be with me. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently, experiencing problems with their memory, or having trouble with routine tasks. Talking about Alzheimer's can be really tough, but if you notice something, have a conversation with your loved one. Encourage them to see a doctor or offer to go with them. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services, make a plan for the future, and access available treatments. The Alzheimer's Association provides care, support, and research to help you take control of the situation with your family and manage the disease together. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. Visit alz.org slash time to talk, a message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. I don't know, folks, if you've had this same thought as me, if you've ever graduated high school. But have you ever scrolled on your social media and you see the announcements of the people that you went to school with and you hear those pregnancy announcements and you look at them, the person, and you're like, they got pregnant? Like, no. <laughs> this, is, this isn't right. I can't possibly be. And that's not to be mean in any sense of the word, but really, there are people you come across, you just look at them, and you're like, how? How could that possibly have happened to them? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why he's talking like this. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Indeed, it is, folks. Welcome back to the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday, everyone. First hump day in the month of October for us around here. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. You know, as I sit here in the studio and look at the decorations that my wife put up before the month started, you know, we're in October, of course, now, and that means Halloween is not too far away. And uh, honestly, it's making me look back at the Halloween's past of this show when I was at the WKRB studios at Kingsborough as a student. Uh, it was an unwritten rule that... Whatever you were doing when, um, if your meeting was over or your show was over, you got, you got the fuck out the building as soon as the, whatever you were doing was over. Because, you know, kids, they like the toilet paper houses and whatnot, and Kingsborough is in a particular area where there are residential houses, like actual houses, 
and there's a high school on the same campus, so, you know, uh, there was <laughs> reason to be concerned. For me, the shows of Halloween passed, I only remember two of them in particular. The first one in 2017 was about the uh, terror attack on the bike path near the World Trade Center. That was the dominant one. And then the other, the other one I remember is 2019, when, you know, when I was in the middle of being with my wife. She uh, was doing trick-or-treating, and I was in the studio dressed up for Halloween as a radio show host, <laughs> which continues, of course, to be my, uh, <laughs> continues to be my specialty. Um, but, you know, things uh, change from year to year. Everybody these days seems to have an iPhone. I don't, because I firmly believe that basically you are paying more money for the same phone, but they just change a couple of the features, you know, like they make the camera better and whatnot. Uh, and apparently these days, the iPhone 15 Pro and the Pro Max are hot property. And I do mean that quite literally. Uh, users who bought the flashy new smartphone say they've become unbearably hot just after a couple minutes of use. The phones, of course, have only been on sale since the 22nd of September, so barely two weeks or so. But the issue is just one of several problems that are plaguing those who forked out up to 1600 bucks for the premium models. The new Pro and the Pro Max, they boost, of course, the titanium frame, they boast it, as opposed to a stainless steel frame featured on the other models, which may be the cause of other complaints. Some say that the iPhone fails the, quote, bend test and can crack with the uses its bare hands, while some have noticed that it discolors if it's being held without a case. Tech content creator Mohit Verma kickstarted the conversation about the device's heat in a post shared on Twitter um, recently. Uh, he wrote, quote, The natural titanium iPhone 15 Pro gets extremely hot, so much so that it be get, becomes difficult to hold. Uh, furthermore, it heats up just after just a two-minute FaceTime call or when scrolling through reels for eight to ten minutes. This is a new issue for me, as I've never encountered this with any previous phone. Uh, Verma's message was accompanied by a video, which has already been viewed more than a million times, the chart of measuring the temperature of the phone with, uh, with a thermometer. The footage also showed the iPhone 15 Pro can reach up to nearly 108 degrees Fahrenheit, or 42 degrees Celsius, if you're one of those nerdy math people. <laughs> Another person responded, quote, I'm having the same issue with simple use like podcasts, not during charging. Battery drain is worse than usual. And a second wrote, I can confirm that this is true. However, other iPhone 15 fans, they hit back, saying that they hadn't noticed that the device was any warmer than any of the previous models. One stated, quote, it must be a defective piece. Go to the Apple store and claim a new one. However, heat isn't the only issue irritating the Apple aficionados. Another viral video shows the back glass of the iPhone 15 Pro Max shattering after being bent with just your bare hands. That clip, which has been viewed more than 8 million times on YouTube, sees Jerry Rig Everything content creator, Zach Nelson, performing a, quote, durability test on this device. Nelson explains in the clip, quote, You've been watching me durability test smartphones for about 11 years now. 
and most phones do not break. iPhones especially do not break, like ever. However, the footage shows that the phone snapped, quote, abnormally quick, leaving Nelson, quote, kind of stunned. Many people, though, are theorizing that it was the lighter titanium frame that could be responsible for the snapping of the Pro. Um, others, they've complained uh, about that the titanium frame causes their new phones to temporarily discolor if they're being used without a cover. According to uh, Tech Radar, Apple has admitted on record that, quote, for iPhone 15 Pro and iPhone 15 Pro Max, the oil from your skin might temporarily alter the color of the outside band. However, they say that wiping the device with a, quote, slightly, with a soft, with a soft, slightly damp, lint-free cloth will restore the original uh, look of the sleek gadget. Uh, elsewhere, Apple will advise all owners of the new iPhone, regardless of whether they purchase the Pro Editions, to download the new software update, iOS 17.0.2. Uh, the company said in a statement, quote, this update provides important bug fixes, security updates, and fixes an issue that may prevent transferring data directly from another iPhone during setup. Uh, the New York Post, the people actually wrote this article, uh, they contacted Apple for comment. And this is why, folks, I will personally never get an iPhone. You know, uh, I think the monologue with Stephen Colbert last night emphasized this perfectly. It took 15 votes, 15 rounds for Kevin McCarthy to be elected as the Speaker of the House, and it took only one to unseat him or remove him, that is. And a 104-year-old Chicago woman is hoping to be certified as the oldest person to ever skydive after making a tandem jump. Proving, of course, that you are never too old to learn. We're going to talk about that and more because national news, it's next for us around here, of course, when the update with Brandy Julian continues. From New York, a magical place not found on any map. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can making sure they're safe and comfortable. But it's just as important that you take some time for yourself. At AARP, we can help with information and useful tips on how you can maintain a healthy life balance, care for your own physical and mental well-being, and manage the challenges of caring for a loved one. Because the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can provide for your loved one. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're there for them. We're here for you. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org slash caregiving. That's aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. From New York, a tropical island paradise. 
This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday, everyone. Uh, first hump day in the month of October for us around here. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. Let us talk uh, together right now, actually, uh, the latest national news. And uh, we are going to begin, of course, in Washington, where, and I think last night's monologue on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert uh, made this point perfectly for me. Back in January, it took uh, Kevin McCarthy 15 votes to become the new Speaker of the House. And to vote him out only took one. Yes, uh, Kevin McCarthy was ousted from the House Speaker job in an extraordinary showdown. It's the first of its kind in U.S. history. The 216 to 210 vote was forced by a contingent of hard-right conservatives and throws the House and its Republican leadership into chaos. Uh, It's the end of the political line for McCarthy, who has repeatedly said that he never gives up, but now almost has no options remaining. Neither the right-flank Republicans who engineered his ouster, nor the Democrats who piled on, uh, seem open to negotiating. McCarthy told lawmakers last night that he would not run again for Speaker. There is no obvious successor to lead the House Republican majority. In other news, we're going to go down to Baltimore, where police dare say that multiple people were shot at at Morgan State University. The Baltimore PD said that officers were on the scene yesterday for a, quote, active shooter situation on the campus of the historically black college. The address given for the shooting appeared to be and match a residential building. The department asked people to shelter in place and avoid the area. Police spokesman Vernon Davis told the Baltimore Banner that at least four people were shot. Their conditions are not immediately known. Out in the Big Island of Hawaii, out of Honolulu, uh, residents from the fire-stricken Lahiana are now petitioning the governor of Hawaii to delay his plans to reopen a portion of West Maui to tourism starting this weekend. Many residents say that they are still grieving and they're just simply not ready. But others say they need the travelers to come back so they can work in hotels and restaurants in order to make their living. The petition signed by more than 3,500 people from West Maui zip codes comes amid a fierce and anguished debate over when the travelers should actually return. The region, of course, is home to the historic town of La Hiana that destroyed, that was destroyed, I should say, in the deadliest U.S. wildfire in more than a century. At least 98 people died in the blaze back on August 8th. And down in Jacksonville, in Florida, 
Attorney is for a drug suspect who was repeatedly punched, elbowed, and kneed by officers in the uh, northeast part of the state during a traffic stop say that they are petitioning the U.S. Department of Justice to investigate this case. Attorneys for Lakevian Woods said yesterday at a news conference outside the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office headquarters that their client suffered a ruptured kidney, throws up whenever he eats, and has migraine headaches following the confrontation last Friday. Sheriff T.K. Waters says that his officers' actions, they were justified because Woods appeared to resist arrest even after he was zapped with a stun gun and pinned to the ground. There is more national news for us to discuss, and we will address those, of course, when the update of Brandon Julian returns in just 60 seconds. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe and is the best way to protect that legacy. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the update of Brianna Julian on a Wednesday, everyone. First hump day in the month of October for us around here. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. You know, we're talking together right now, of course, the latest national news. And uh, we're going to go over to Wilmington in Delaware, where Hunter Biden, he's pleaded not guilty there, to three federal firearms charges that were filed after the implosion of an earlier deal to resolve a long-running investigation. California resident's plea yesterday puts the case on a track toward a possible trial next year while the president is running for re-election. The president's son has been charged with lying about his drug use in 2018 on a form to buy a gun that he kept for about 11 days. He faces up to 25 years in prison if he's convicted. A judge asked Hunter Biden if he understood the charges against him, and Biden replied, quote, Yes, Your Honor. In other news, we're going to go back to Washington, where the former union leader and Democratic insider, LaPonza Butler, has now been sworn in as the newest member of the Senate, replacing Senator Dianne Feinstein after her death and becoming only the third black female senator in history. Butler was appointed, of course, by Governor Gavin Newsom on Sunday, just two days after Feinstein died at her home in Washington. Uh, Butler is a longtime fundraiser and strategist in the state's Democratic circles and was the head of Emily's List, a national organization that raises money for women candidates who support abortion rights. 
Butler, who was sworn in by Vice President Harris, who served as the second black female senator. The Biden administration, they're taking aim at the fentanyl trafficking threat, announcing a series of indictments and sanctions against Chinese companies and executives blamed for importing the chemicals used to make the deadly drug. Officials yesterday described the actions, which include charges against eight Chinese companies accused of advertising, manufacturing, and distributing precursor chemicals for synthetic opioids like fentanyl, as the latest effort against their fight against the deadliest overdose crisis in U.S. history. These moves come one day before senior administration officials are set to visit Mexico, whose cartels are part of the global trafficking network, for meetings expected to involve a discussion of the drug threat. And finally, uh, we're going to go over to uh, Chicago, actually out of Ottawa in Illinois, where a a 104-year-old woman there is hoping to be certified as the oldest person ever to skydive after making a tandem jump from about 13,500 feet in northern Illinois, proving, of course, that you are never too young to learn, or too old to learn in this case. The Chicago Tribune, they report that Dorothy Hoffner told a cheering crowd that, quote, age is just a number. Moments after she touched the ground on uh, Sunday at the Skydive Chicago in Ottawa, Illinois, she made the jump while tethered to a certified instructor. The Guinness World Record for the oldest skydiver was set in May of last year by 103-year-old Linnea Inigar Larsen from Sweden. But WLS-TV reports that Skydive Chicago is working to have Guinness World Records certify Hoffner's jump. I'm going to let you guys ponder on this as we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, that is the way it is. Wednesday, October the 4th, 2023. That is the update on this Wednesday. I'm Brandon Julie. We appreciate you being here with us. In my list of favorite episodes, the WKRB News Hour is first on that list. You'll get to hear how this podcast and the radio show that you knew and loved actually all started off. It was, I think it's a very interesting listen for you to have. You'll be able to listen to it uh, next Saturday, uh, wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, So, until you're like me and you're running for the ferry to make it back home, in the words, of course, of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hopefully that your news, folks, will be good news. I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck, be safe, and most importantly, please be well. And, uh, honey, honey, we have to eat that uh, figgy pudding your mother gave us. We have to eat it, you know. It's a gift. The start of the transition in the weather period, it's uh, it's slowly going to start marching its way in. Let's talk about that a lot more, too, of course, folks, when I see all of you right back here tomorrow. See you then.